This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. I was going to meet with someone who had experience in this, they were going to lead me through it. And then I was going to eh, check that off my box. And I was, once I gone down my list, I'm going to go back to my vanilla life. Well, <laughs> little did you know, Pando. And then I meet this one person who completely just rocked my world. And I didn't know that I was submissive, but he saw it. I mean, he was just like, you are. What are red flags for subs to be aware of when they're uh, working? Dirty on the wear. <laughs> like, when you say, like, with skid marks? Like, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Listen, if they're wearing it brown in the front, yellow in the back, the problem. That has been one of Layla's bucket list things to have two men at the same time. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Well, welcome back for part two of Understanding the Dominant Submissive Dynamic. The long-awaited part two. I know, we just had part one out last Saturday. If you did not catch that, I highly recommend you listen to that first. This is just the direct continuation of it. Let me just tell you something, guys. I absolutely loved, loved doing this interview I think it was really cathartic for me, to be honest with you. It just really, for me, it validated everything that I had experienced. I didn't have anybody to talk to. I, I'm not really linked up in the BDSM community. And I, for the first time, really got a chance to sit down, listen to some dominants, ask them some questions, and kind of hear mirrored back to me what I had experienced without them actually knowing what I experienced. So it just validated that what I had was hot shit, <laughs> that I wasn't imagining it. It really, really, honest to goodness, it was that good. So I can't wait to share the rest of this interview with you. I just want to remind you guys, if you want to reach out to Legendary Wolf or Sir Inc., go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com forward slash podcasts, click on this episode, and their links are in the show notes. Also, guys, if you want to support any of my affiliates, I would absolutely love it. Taste Vita is a great way for you to taste better for your partner. And you know, my favorite thing, my favorite thing from 2021, guys, is the CBD sex oil from Foria. So both of those links are there in the show notes as well. And if you click on those links, you will get a bestie discount. And anytime you support my affiliates, I appreciate it so, so much. It helps keep 
this show free for everybody. All right, guys. Well, here is the rest of the podcast, part two. And if you love this episode as much as I do, go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com and leave me a voicemail about it. And I promise to get back to you right away. All right, guys, I hope you're having a great Saturday. I am about ready to get on a plane and head out to Florida. I have to tidy up some loose ends before I make my big move at the end of July across the country. I'm so excited. All right, guys. Love you loads. Everybody stay safe. Take care. Bye. Can I go even farther? Sure. I think it's primal. I think it's Oh, absolutely. It's That's your body when yeah. because when you're having an orgasm while he's having an orgasm, you're sucking all that cum right up into your uterus and it's your mm-hmm. bio it's your primal lizard brain who's like right. his DNA and my DNA like boom. Right. <clears throat> you go straight because, savage. Because because biologically and from a caveman perspective, this is a man Mm-hmm. And his mm-hmm. sperm is superior to a right. fuck boy that you're gonna right. that I'm gonna meet and masturbate on his dick because he doesn't right. know what the fuck he's doing and I'm just using him. Well, see now that him. that mental picture, right? What ends up happening is the words "come for me" mm. subconsciously translate to "I'm gonna come." So when a guy tells you "I'm gonna come" and he's mm-hmm. fucking you, yeah. you start to feel it, right? When he says "come for me." That's the command. Your Ooh, your savage mind is saying, "Yeah, right." Here it right. is. Boom. Take that. Yep. <laughs> take that. Boom. Take that. Take that. Yeah. Take that. It's so hot. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Boom. Take that. Seriously. That's it. Take that. Yes. Oh yeah. So when he says it. Yeah. Yeah. He says it. And if he's taught your body to respond to certain. All right. I don't know if I should give away some 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 shit. Yes, but, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this away. Okay, you gonna give so, something away? Yeah. Here's a tip for some dominance out there that yeah. are legitimate, but they're looking for something a little bit more. I'll say subversive, only because it's a very subconscious thing that's being done. So this is done over a period of time. So for an example, if every time you have sex with a woman, you touch a certain part of her body, right? You consciously make sure, right? So for an example. Let's go with Bob and Mary are having sex. They're in missionary position, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. Bob does his five pumps, whatever the fuck it is. And Mary says, okay, I'm going to come. And then as Mary starts to come, right? Bob reaches up as he's laying on her in this ridiculous missionary position and rubs her earlobe. Yeah. Just rubs her earlobe while she comes, right? And he keeps doing that every time she comes. After a while, Bob and Mary could be at a party and he'll walk up behind her, yeah. rub her earlobe and say, come for me. It's and a Pavlovian response. Absolutely. Right. But that's also done just with verbal commands. So right. when you have I a certain tone. I didn't think of tone, it that way. Yeah. Yeah. When you have a certain tone to your voice, like you could talk to your woman normally, whatever, whatever. Oh, I know that tone. Your life, Woo. And you tell her, stop. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Because she understood the difference in tone. Mm-hmm. Also, right. when you say to her, like a hand command, right? I don't know if I can get my hand in the camera here, yeah. right? Hand command. There we go. Am I in the camera? Yeah. I can't tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. in the camera. So That's if it. you do this and you tell her, kneel, when you do this down, you say, kneel, she'll understand. You could be somewhere and be like, hey, did you see those flowers over there? She's going to be like, oh, no. Okay. I'm sorry. I almost knocked on right. the floor because right. she, it's already right. responsive. So right. this is where it comes from. For example, walking with your woman, whether it's a regular relationship or your sub. And you have your hand in the small of her back. 
she understands I am in the safest place that I can ever be because right. my man, my dominant, my sir is right behind me. Yeah. Nothing's going to touch me. And there's that heat that comes from that, that passion that a woman, mm. as it's been explained to me, feels towards her man that's indescribable. Men will never understand it because we don't look at other men that way. Right. The closest right. we come is if we have a very strong father figure in our lives, the level of love and respect that we develop for that man who's been that father figure is yeah. as close as any man will understand the love and respect a sub has for her dominant. Mm. You look That's at them with this awe, like, man, this is such a fucking man. Like, like I want to be this dude when you're a kid. And right. then as a sub, you're like, oh my God, I love, this is my everything. Like, I want to do anything for this man. Oh, it's so because, deep. It's so intense. Because that's, that's what yeah. it's been. That's what it's become. Yeah. yeah. The level, I mean, I think a lot of, we're getting into, like, I kind of wanted to move it into the best advice we can give for new doms and new subs. Mm -hmm. But I do want to say that, we have spent a lot of time just you guys as dominants are very, you're talking very much a lot about what, what you're giving to the sub. And the thing that I want people to understand that are listening is that what this, what you guys are talking about, what you bring about reciprocal in your sub for the level of respect and devotion and commitment and love and just this takes a woman to her highest and best, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It really does. Mm -hmm. And yes. it's equally reciprocal. The service that you want to give to that man, that man who's just doing all. Absolutely. There's no limit to the depth you can go. Right, and right. I've always said, and just in my opinion, you know, my infantile opinion here about this whole dynamic is that I just feel like the level of connection and respect and the bond and the truth between a dominant and a submissive on its purest level is what vanilla hopes like strives to be just mm -hmm. taking the kink out of it. Forget about what you like sexually relationship to relationship. You can't match this in my opinion, anywhere else because, right. because the dominant submissive dynamic demands it of you. And I, what I feel like is missing from other relationships, just plain old relationships is just, it's that, you know, it's like, you can't bullshit your way through this. It, it, you know, it has to be at that. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictly anonymous podcast.com and click on be on the show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline level or it's not you know it just is you have to be connected 
Yeah. And you, so you that's what I love so much about this is that I really feel like it's the highest and best way that men and women can serve each other. What Sarink just said is actually, because I was thinking, what advice could I give based on the question you said was the next question mm -hmm. you're going to ask? Yeah. The best advice to new doms and the best advice to new subs. And he just said the exact thing that I was thinking, be your most authentic self. Yeah. Because the realer you keep it, the better your relationship is going to be. Yeah. Anything authentic is most appreciated because you have these women that are striving to be examples of what they see on social media, thinking right. that that's the end goal for men. It's not. Right. It's not. It right. is not. That is a corporate stigmatism that has That's been just implanted. The thing, so, that you, so that corporate America can sell you shit. I mean, like, you, know, you got to have this. Absolutely. Thing. As a female, we get sold to so much. You guys don't uh, give a shit about that stuff. Listen, I'm going to give you an example of something. And, and a guy that was having an issue with his girl, which I found really strange, but whatever. So he loved his girl. He loved her. But he wanted her to get butt implants because, oh. you know, he had a thing for really big asses. Okay. Right? He had a cute butt. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't what he found to be super sexy, whatever, as per social media. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And he said, she's really offended by my, you know, my requests so on and so forth. How do I make her do it? And I said, mm -hmm. okay, let me ask you a question. I said, um, honestly now, how does she how make you get a dick reduction? Yeah. Well, I was like, how do you, how many positions do you guys use when you have sex? He said, well, you know, we do, we do, she's on the bed and her legs are up and then we do doggy style. And you know, every once in a while I try to hit it from the side. I'm like, all right. So basically three or four positions. He said, yeah. I said, okay. I said, so let me, let me ask you a question. In any of those positions, does her pussy feel different? He said, no, no, it's always really tight. I said, okay, cool. I said, um, when she's laying on the bed with her legs in the air, what, what do you see when you're having sex with her? He said, well, you know, I see her face. I see her tits. I see her stomach. I said, okay, cool. I said, when you're hitting it doggy style, what do you see? I said, well, you know, I see the top of her ass. I see her back. I see her hair. I said, do you pull her hair? He said, sometimes. And I said, all right, cool. That's cool. I said, when you're hitting it from the side, what do you see? He said, well, you know, I see her leg up in the air. I said, okay. I said, so in reality, you want your woman to go through an invasive surgery to put inanimate objects in a place that they don't belong to please your personal aesthetic, but yet has absolutely no relevance to the sex yeah. and pleasure that you get from your woman. It's like, oh, I didn't even think of it like that. Of course not. Because you're thinking that you want other people to see you having a woman that they may want, as opposed to allowing your woman to be her most authentic self as she's been giving you pleasure for the last three years you guys have been together and you want to change her for what are you going to do like a photo shoot or some shit yeah. for that right. just get a, a photoshop it no get a right. pair of Spanx, put some fake in right. you know, the outside implants in there all right they'll never fucking Spanx. know she could have whatever ass you want her to have how do you know about spanks oh please the shit how do you been around people have done <laughs> i knew a dude that used to wear them <laughs> Those are called Manx. Questionable individual, but <laughs> it is what it is. But yeah, that's the best advice that any dominant can really give is be your most authentic self yeah. and be honest to your truth. Yeah. Like if you know you don't know a lot, that's okay. Yes. Because you didn't know shit when you started school. Right. Yeah. Okay. You didn't know how to drive until you took lessons. Right. So how the fuck do you think you're going to put on a black suit and a black shirt and a black tie? And all of a sudden, dominance is just going to float into your fucking brain. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
you can't read a book on that shit. You can't make it up. You can't watch a movie. And let me tell you, this is another thing. I think we talked about this too, sir. Going back almost, I might be a little wrong, almost 20 years before Fifty Shades of Grey, you had the movie The Secretary. Yes. Okay. With the most unmanly dude. Right. At the time, being right. the dominant to his secretary in the office. Have you ever seen that movie? Is that with, um, oh God, what, what is his name? He, I can't he, remember the female actor's name either, but she played in uh, The Deuce, too. She's, uh, yeah, that was... Um, Jake, isn't it Jake Gyllenhaal's sister? Something yes. Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Ma yeah. Maggie, yeah. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal, and uh, right. yes, and hit that guy. He was a... Slater, Slater, Slade, He was an like 80s that. actor. Yes. James Spader, James Spader. Yes, 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 <laughs> yeah. yes. Okay, right. the most unmanly dude. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like you looked at him in some movie. Metrosexual that, to the hilt. Yes. Yeah. Right. But but that scene in the office is where they got the idea to make Fifty Shades of Grey. Is right. it really? Yes. Because it, but then again, Fifty Shades of Grey was total bullshit. Total bullshit. Yeah. Okay. But whatever. Yeah. Like that whole dynamic of I have a red room. So fucking what? I got a white room. It's my laundry room. So what? Big deal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Your fucking red room. I know. <laughs> really? Yeah. I got a bag of tricks. This is where all the corporate of these online doms have come from. Yep. And right. I don't know if Serene told you, Wolf, but when I first starting this whole podcast and everything, it was really just about me making a sex bucket list and wanting to explore things. And mm -hmm. I had put BDSM on there as a just as a something I thought I was gonna I was gonna check this off my bar. I was gonna meet with someone who had experience in this. And they were going to lead me through it. And then I was going to eh, check that off my box. And I was, once I've gone down my list, I'm going to go back to my vanilla life. Well, <laughs> little did you know, Pandora, little did I know. Open that box. Little did I know. <laughs> so as I'm fortunately, I'm just a strong female with backbone and just a good sense of self. And so as I'm bumping along and I'm meeting all these guys who like, call me, sir, and do the, you know, and I'm just like, Fuck, who the fuck are you? I kind of like scratched off Nimrod to Nimrod. They didn't get anywhere with me because I was just like, no, I didn't know what was coming at me exactly, but I knew it was mm. bullshit. And then I meet this one person who completely just rocked my world. And I didn't know that I was submissive, but he saw it. I mean, he was just like, you are. And he didn't come at me with like, call me, none of that bullshit. He studied. Right. He took his time and right. I realized through that whole process when I realized, oh shit, yes, I am submissive. And not only am I submissive, but this explains why all of these men that I was with before that I thought checked my boxes, mm -hmm. why I couldn't get excited about them. Why You couldn't connect. I couldn't connect. Right. Like their marriage material, these check all the boxes. This is what I thought, you know, like I wanted, it's good. It's all good on paper, but I mm. couldn't connect. And then someone like this guy comes along and just fucking whips my ass into shape. And I'm going, what the, f you know, like, like it's a, what the fuck. And as an yeah. adult woman, you know, you don't get those, what the fuck moments very often, but right. I mean, Matt, I'm just like, <laughs> This is why, I mean, it was like, it was my golden light bulb moment. Like, this is why all those other guys didn't work out. This is why I chewed them up and spit them out. 
Not that I wanted to. I don't want to. I want to be my soft, feminine self. But the only way I can indulge in that energy and let that armor down is when I know that there's somebody more competent than me. There's a real man around. And I can finally mm-hmm. just go, oh, God, thank God, because right. now I can be my feminine self. I love that side. Right? <laughs> it, yeah. It's such a blessing. It really is. Well, BDSM, BDSM lifestyle shatters that glass ceiling of the patriarchal society's perspective on what the perfect relationship should be. Yeah. Okay. Like you're saying, it's all these things. He's got this, he's got that, he's got this. And that's the shit that is just constantly drilled into the minds of young ladies. Yeah. So when they grow up, they're like, well, he's got to be this. He's got to do this. He's got to do that. And if he's not this, then he's got to be this. And meanwhile, no. That's not what's going to make you happy. That's what's going right. to give you the lifestyle that makes them happy, not you. Right. So if you're really looking for you to be happy, you've got to sit down and have a conversation with the mirror. Be like, listen, yeah. what do you want? Yeah. How do you want it? Yeah. How often do you want it? Do you want to be submissive once a month? Do you want this guy to rock your shit every day? Do you want him to give you protocols? Do you want him to give you a list? Do you have rules? Do you want to make sure that you have somebody telling you what to do and how to do it? Or do you want somebody to tell you, you can do whatever the fuck you want in this square box? Yeah. How do you want it? And you have to know. And yeah. until you know, you really don't know yourself. And coming back around to what Sir Ink said at the very beginning. You have to know yourself first yeah. before you can get any, let anybody else know you. Like, what the fuck are you presenting to them? Some hodgepodge fucking jigsaw puzzle with pieces missing? You don't even know the fucking flavor, of, you know what I'm saying? And you're trying to offer somebody a drink. And, like, and how are you doing you, that? Right. And as these people get older, they get themselves to a point where when they're ready to be their authentic self, right? They're that disgruntled older person. You know, <laughs> look, 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 <laughs> Right, and you don't want to be mad. (laughs) You don't want to be that person. You want to live your life and be yourself. Because as you get older, you realize your life is yours to live. Yeah, trying to live by societal standards. If you fit in that box, cool. If you don't fit in that box, that's cool too. But find your box that you need to be in. You know, fuck the box. Be scared, and don't be scared. Fuck the box, and don't be scared. Yeah. Right. Okay. I got a good question. Ready? Okay. Now, this is actually directed to Wolf because, Wolf, I need you to tip the scales in a debate that's been ongoing between Sir Ink and I. Okay. <laughs> uh, here we go. I feel the heat. I feel no. the heat. <laughs> no, this, is very, this is a good one. This is a good subject. He and I did a podcast, and, and I was like, whoa. He had one opinion, and I had another, and we went at it, not very respectfully, but I was like, no, I don't see it that way. But I just want to know what your take is okay so what does collaring a sub mean to you and Mm -hmm. would you give your sub a used collar okay collaring a sub is the last stage of the rules of engagement between a dominant and sub so when you collar a sub there's several things that are happening at one time first and foremost you are declaring that this person is yours yeah. Secondly, just as importantly, you're letting the world know this person is mine. There are boundaries. Don't fuck around. Right. With that collar, also dependent on the collar, because there's collars that subs feel comfortable wearing on a daily basis, in public, at work, so on and so forth. 
And then there's the collars that they may wear for certain types of play, certain types of interactions, so on and so forth. Collaring a sub is the DS equivalent of a wedding ring. Right. That's the bottom line. It's a commitment from both sides. Yeah. You as a dominant are committing yourself to protect and take care of that sub, one through 100, A through Z. The sub is committing herself to you wholeheartedly. She's giving herself to you wholeheartedly, no reservations, other than what may have been agreed upon in a contract, okay? If that sub happens to be your life partner as well, that adds to the dynamic. Because if your sub is a sub, but she's not your wife, she's not your girlfriend, okay? There's a lot of those relationships. And then there's the dynamic where men and women have been married. He's always been a dominant man. Now she wants to explore and engage as a sub to her husband or to her boyfriend. Or when they meet with the intentions of becoming married, they create a DS relationship and then end up getting married as well. So now you have the responsibilities of husband as well as dominant. And she has the responsibilities of wife as well as a sub. So again, these are all agreed upon dynamics between the two people. All right. Would I ever give a sub a used collar? Yes. Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. And I'll tell you why. To me, intrinsically, the collar that I would give to a sub was chosen by me for her. And her as an individual has a very specific, unique connection with me. Yeah. There's a reason why I chose a thick metal collar for this sub. And I chose a chain with handcuffs for this sub. Or I chose a leather collar with a heart in the middle for this sub. There's reasons for the different collars dependent upon my perspective of that sub to me. Okay. In choosing a collar for a sub, Part of that process has to be their comfort level with it. There are some subs that they don't give a shit what kind of collar you put on them as long as you give them one. Yeah. Then there's subs that the lifestyle that they live outside of that DS relationship has to be taken into consideration. You know, when you're a police officer, you can't go to work with an iron collar around your neck because you can't wear it in your uniform. Right. So these are the other factors that have to be taken into consideration. So when you choose a collar for a sub, unless you're now going to sub her twin who happens to be the exact same person as her. You can't really use the same collar. Can you as if like, well, you know, I've got this collar and yeah, you want to be a sub right here, put that on. But it's kind of like an offhanded acceptance, just my opinion. Like I think every sub deserves their own unique collar. If finances are a constraint, for example, I have a very good friend of mine who's a dominant. She and her sub, she bought her 14 karat gold collar she wears as jewelry. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. So when she wears it to most people who are oblivious, it's just jewelry. Yeah. Meanwhile, it, she never takes, like she never takes it off. Like they went on vacation. She came back with the line of the collar because when she was suntanning, she refused. And she was like, you can take it off while you're suntanning. She was like, I'm not taking this shit off ever. Yeah. And I was like, all right, good. Yeah, other subs. Like, yeah. I will see people where I will see women wearing a collar out and recognize it. Mm-hmm. There's some subtle ones. My sub has a collar that's very subtle. Yeah. But what I did was, well, he gave me a gift that I accepted from her because there was a level of connectivity that that she wanted, and I was very comfortable with that. 
So the collar that she has is a is a silver chain with the handcuffs linked in. Never takes it off. Yeah. Not because I said so. She absolutely refuses to take it off. And she, she won't take that it. shit off. She yes. She loves it. Like, I mean, that's and for, yeah. it's, I, it I means it a lot either, to a submissive. And then I think it was either for my birthday or Father's Day last year, she gave me a bracelet. It was a silver bracelet with the handcuffs. So when we're out to the average people, it's like, oh, that's so cute. He matched his bracelet to her her necklace. I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever floats your boat, man. Makes you feel comfortable. Cool. <laughs> now, if you ask me about it, I'm going to tell you. you know? Now, to go back to the beginning of this, mm-hmm. this question was posed online and it had so many people in the uproar because a lot of women were saying, I want something specifically for me. Right. But then you have some women that are lifestyle submissives that feel right. as though they didn't have the right to decide if they get a new or used collar. They must yeah. accept whatever dominant gives them. Well, it, the, the choice of that, the choice of that comes from the dominant. Right. You understand? Like, yes, they're absolutely right. They don't have a choice. Right. For the most part. For the most part. For the most part. Right. For the most but part. Again, you know, because we do have to take, like I said, societal responsibilities into effect as well. You know, right. job requirement, whatever, whatever. But the dominant should be looking at his sub as unique, as above all. So he should want to give her something unique. Right. He should want to personalize it for her. Right. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I understand. I think the women that were saying that about that they don't have a right to to say or whatever, it gives me the impression that they were kind of pandering to the mentality of the submissive a little bit too much. Kind of like, oh, well, you know, I'm a submissive and I really, I don't have a right to say, you know, unless my master tells me, uh, you know, to take a breath, I'm just going to hold my breath forever. Yeah. Please shut the fuck up. Just stop. Okay. You have a right to say that's what the fucking first conversation is about. Right. That's the question you ask. Hey, listen, before I take you on as my dom, can we ever have a conversation if I don't like shit? Right. He says, no, my word is absolute. Pay the check, get the fuck up, walk out. Yeah. That's it. There is no absolute in that because if he's not willing to have that give and take, to have that middle ground where decisions can be changed or altered according to how things progress, then he wants to use you, period. Right. There's no room for that. You're not there to be used. Yes. You're there to be appreciated. So I love, I actually just, this. you guys, like, I wish you could see the, the questions I had. Everything we're talking about flows into the next question. It's amazing. So my next question is, what do you consider red flags for subs and dominance? Like what, I don't want to leave the doms out. Like what are red flags for subs? be aware of when they're uh working dirty on the wear <laughs> like when you say like with skid marks like yeah, or- yeah yeah listen if they're wearing it brown in the front yellow in the back the problem no <laughs> no red flags wow the basics are there basics. um if you have a guy who's overly domineering from the very beginning if he's overly demanding of levels of respect that he hasn't earned. Yeah. If he's asking you for things that he hasn't deserved, for example, naked pictures, videos of you masturbating, touching yourself, you know, at work and then sending it to him or FaceTiming him doing something. He says, okay, I want you to go over and, and lick the water cooler at your job and videotape and send it to me. Cause I said, so go fuck yourself. You go lick a water cooler. It's disgusting. Right. Right. Whatever. Right. 
So the things that have not been earned, have not been deserved, are not being cultivated from you, those are red flags. Like you can't ask me for shit. Yeah. You, I just met you, or even though I might've known you for years and now we're going to try to get this thing going. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't met the sub me yet. You haven't asked me shit. You haven't developed anything from me. You haven't even developed a connection. Why are you asking me for anything? The only thing you should be asking for is a phone number where you can reach me so that we can then start to develop this dynamic and then vice versa for the dominant overly needy wanting you to immediately become something for them. Like, I want you to be my man. I want you to, you're my dom. I want to tell everybody you're my dom. Or I need you to dom me every day. The overly needy shit, that's a red flag. We're sending pics. We're sending pics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Masturbation videos. I need you to see my tits right away so you can see how to pinch them. Uh, No, the fuck I didn't. I've I've seen tits before. I don't need to see yours right now. Yeah. Okay? If they want to include you in everything immediately, like, you don't know me. I could be a serial killer, okay? Right. Your next door neighbor could be in a freezer. You don't know anything about me. Why the hell are you just going to openly yeah. invite me into your life and you haven't vetted me? Like, yeah. you don't know if I'm some broke, homeless dude who just happens to look good, met you at a cafe, all of a sudden now I'm your dom and you're sending me money on my PayPal because I told you to, all right? And you let me live yeah. there with you because I said so, you know, because I have to watch you every day and make sure you obey me. And now you come home after a month and all your shit is gone and your dom is gone too, okay? There's just shit you just don't do. You just don't do that. You have to take your time. Patience is a virtue for a reason. Yeah. Patience is necessary, okay? Patience is a necessary thing for you to be able to establish something worthwhile. It doesn't have to be forever. There's some dom-sub relationships that are for a season. There's some subs that needed a specific type of dom to get them through leveling up into the next level Mm -hmm. of sub that they're going to become. They needed that. And you were that guy and it's cool. And there's nothing wrong with letting go. Go fly, baby. Go do your thing. Yeah. I serve my purpose and I'm good with that. And I'll know that in your mind, you will always have these beautiful thoughts of me because I elevated you. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Every personality you just said online. I ran I want you to be my dime. Here's my titties. I'm masturbating for you. Like the first time we speak, you'll meet a lot of people that come to you genuinely. And like I said, if you're talking to someone, it always comes down to, especially if it's long distance. Okay. The reality of our long distance relationship is there's a financial component to it. And how are we going to meet? Is this really going to be real? Like you can't claim me as your dime and we never really meet in real life. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's bullshit. And so red flags is someone that wants you to be their dime, wants to be your sub, but really doesn't want to meet you live in person. That is always a red flag to me because it's really like, okay, you just like playing online games. I mean, I've had women that were subs that befriended me. We talk and I'm helping them with some stuff. Woo-woo. One woman was sending me pictures of herself. Then her husband hits me up like, yo, this is what's up. I'm like, I didn't know she was married. I didn't know this was going on. And mm-hmm. You know, they're like, well, I'm a sender to you. I'm like, okay, no. You know, <laughs> uh, return to sender, bro. Yeah, I did not know that she mm-hmm. was married and, you yeah. know, doing all this. So, yeah, yeah right. red, red flags is, as he said, like anyone that lacks authenticity and patience always is a red flag to me. If you're running fast and want to claim me or claim something, I'm good. I, I don't trust it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Where do you recommend people who want to learn about this lifestyle 
can go to find just solid information? Because I think there's just so much bullshit out there. If you go into any search engine, Google, Safari, whatever the hell it is, type in BDSM. Go to Pinterest, type in BDSM. They're going to come up with pictures, websites, so on and so forth. Go to the websites, become informed so you can understand yourself first. So you can say, well, what kind of a sub do I want to be? What kind of a sub do I feel that I am? So you start reading up. Am I a baby sub? Am I a bratty sub? Am I a slave sub? Am I torture sub? Am I, what kind of a sub am I? And then once you realize, or you kind of can navigate through that a little bit, then you can say, hey, okay, so I got a better understanding of what I'm feeling and where I want to go with it. So now what does it say about the kind of dominant that would be best for that kind of a sub? And you read up on that and you keep that information. You archive that because you need to reference that later. You know, so when you start talking to people, or if you go into chat sites where there's dominance and subs and just coast, just kind of read what they say and listen and, and pick up on things and so on and so forth. Go go to places where you know or ask questions on someone's page. Hey, listen, you know any any sites that I can go to that have information on BDSM? Sure. I can recommend a few. There's kink sites, like there's Fet Life is one, and and they're like there's a few, you know, that you can go to and just look it up. Inform yourself educate yourself. And then once you have this wealth of knowledge, at least in black and white, say, okay, at least I have a working idea of the kind of man that is going to best integrate with me as my dominant. What should I not? Because there's places they'll tell you what the red flags are. They'll tell you what not to, what to look for and what not to look for. They'll tell you what to accept and not to accept. And then you get to decide, well, you know what? It says, don't let them disrespect me, but and I kind of like being disrespected a little bit. Maybe I'm going to let them disrespect me right. so I can get a little wet. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like that. Oh, oh, wait. This girl don't like to get smacked, but I kind of like when you smack I kind of like that. Slap me. Right. So you have to then decide, all right, yeah. cool. You know what? It says not this, but I'm going to put a little bit of that in there anyway. I'm going to mm-hmm. flavor it with that. And it says a lot of this. And I'm going to kind of pull back a little bit from that. I'm not really feeling it. And then you make it your own. And then, then you go and you put yourself out into the BDSM world. What's And I've always been a supporter of this mentality. What is meant for you will find you. The dominant that is meant for you will find you. There's a woman on my page now that has struggled through four doms in the last, she's been on my page maybe three years. Yeah. Okay. She's given four gentlemen the opportunity and they've all turned out to be shit. Okay. I personally believe, though I would not infringe or impede her perspective by giving my opinion, but I believe that she has done with what a lot of women do when they're looking for a mate, okay? Yes. Well, he has to be six foot tall. He has to make this kind of money, has to have this kind of a job. He has to drive this kind of a car, so on and so forth. So she's given yeah. herself a checklist yeah. of what the dom has to be and do. And she looks for it. And when they give her seven out of 10, she's like, okay, good for me. Let's go. And then it turns out that he had 20 fucking things on that list and the seven were great. The other 13 were shit. So now she's dealing with the shit. Yeah. So she didn't really vet the guy the right way. So she did not educate herself correctly. And she keeps making the same mistake. It's like when girls say, why do I always end up with losers? Well, you're picking the same fucking guy just with a different name and a different Groundhog's face. He's the Day. same guy. Groundhog's Day, sweetheart. Yes. Hello. It's the same yeah. dude, man. And I would suggest, as he said, going online, but I would suggest buy books because most 
people that write books are writing from their experience and writing mm-hmm. from a real perspective. People don't write books on bullshit. People are not going to put effort in writing fake shit and putting it in books. But the books they should read shouldn't be of Fifty Shades of Grey. That is a book based on fantasy, which is fine if you want to read fantasy. Right. But if you want to real, like, really inform yourself, yeah. you read books based on a lifestyle. Like, uh, I think it's Sex Magic 101. There's several books that you can get that talk strictly about the lifestyle. And books, people don't write bullshit in books, honestly. They really don't. I haven't really seen any bullshit BDSM books. If people are going to put that shit out there, they're not going to be faking it through that. You can read through fake shit. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. as Wolf said, go online, do your research. I would also say, hey, man, start with Wikipedia. Marquise decide. Where did all this start? Right. Understand yeah. the man started. Right. Wikipedia yeah. yeah, we talked about that. But his mindset was how cruel he could be, but how genius he was. Yeah. Okay. And then grow up. Yes. You got to start. He was was the first mind fuck. Right. Yeah. Actually, I'll tell you a little secret. Before we started this, I had practiced with somebody and I was like, well, I'm going to have two guys on. I want to be in the middle. How am I in the middle? Like, (laughs) I should be sandwiched. You can't be. I can't be. Like, as the host. No, they don't give you that option. I'm like, well, these, whoever created the software, like, they don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) They're missing the point. That has been one of Layla's bucket list things to have two men at the same time. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I've never had that. I've never, it's it's still, well, yeah, I mean, guys, like, video. Look at that. (laughs) What woman doesn't want Two men, like just on her, in her. You'd be surprised. You'd be be surprised. surprised. You know, a lot of women, believe it or not, I'll say just vanilla women. A lot of women, they have kind of like a like an innate understanding that in the act of sex, they're the ones in control. And like I've told women for years, all you have to do is show up. Yeah, guys have to get up. Yeah, get hard. Keep it up. Keep it hard and perform. Yeah. Like the right. circus monkey. Okay. Right. So we have responsibilities. You do. Right. You just got to be there. I know. Yeah. I think okay. men in porn have, women get paid more in porn, but men have it so much harder. Like they have to Absolutely. keep it up, go that For hours, and then come on. Come in. Yes. Yep. This is. And then stuff. when they say, oh, well, we're in control. Yeah. You're in control until you have right. two dominant men on you. Then you don't control shit. Mm, I like the sound of that. Just, just saying. Just, just saying. saying. <laughs> oh yeah. No. Do you like, no encouragement. Yeah. Ring a, Getting ring back my to bell. the ring a ding ding. <laughs> <laughs> Getting back to the Marquis de Sade, right? Okay. Let's get okay. back to yes. We were talking so, about the Marquis de Sade. The Marquis de Sade understood what the true meaning of personal freedom was. He didn't give a rat's ass about anyone's opinion of how he lived his life. Right. So he did whatever the fuck he wanted to whoever the fuck he wanted. Yeah. Okay. Fast forward that a little bit. And then you have what the initial introductions of BDSM were. Like like Sir Inc. was saying earlier, the corporate influence that has taken over has given a lot of these online doms the thought process that you have to be in a suit with a tie and all of this to be a dominant. No, that's being a gentleman. 
gentlemen wear suits. Right. A real dominant, especially back in the day, he wore jeans, a t-shirt, and boots because he was going to fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's a real dominant. And if he walked in with black you leather gloves in his back pocket. You just described my previous dominant. Right. <laughs> and if he walked in with black leather like, gloves in his back pocket, you were going to be sore for at least a week. <laughs> yeah. And that's like when I first got introduced to it, like I said, the gentlemen that I met that were my mentors, yeah. they wore suits because for them to host an event, you you paid a lot of money for that. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's, you paid a lot of there's money. There's a time that. and a place. Yeah. But when they got to work, the jacket came off, got hung up, tie came off, it got put away, the yeah. shirt came off and they were in there, you know, kept their pants on, but in a t-shirt and then they got to work. And again, it wasn't, usually it was done for the elicitation of pleasure from the submissive that had volunteered knowing the type of dominant because not all the dominants were the same. Some were sadists, some were perfectionists, some were specialists. Okay. So you had, depending on who the dom was that was performing that day or that was hosting the event, depended on what sub would give themselves up. So again, like I, I knew a guy, I knew a guy that had a sub that couldn't come unless he fucked her doggy style and hit her as hard as he could punched her in her ass and i was like okay <laughs> yeah i mean that's what it took everybody has different levels yeah you yeah. know now again and sarink and i were just talking about this i ride a motorcycle i've been riding 40 something years so my normal attire is jeans my mc boots a t-shirt maybe a garage shirt you know button yeah. down short sleeve whatever and i'll go places and i you know it's it's a look it's whatever but it's not an affectation for me. I live that lifestyle. Like I've been a biker my whole life as well as other things. So I would go to these events and I would have some of my people bring my clothing. So I'd show up to the event and they would provide a place for me to clean up so on and so forth. I would do that. And then I would put a suit on and then I'd walk out and they were like, oh yeah, we need to talk to the guy that's uh, driving the motorcycle. Is he in there? there?" And I'm like, that's me. Dude, I'm right here. Yeah, right. Like, holy shit, you look so different. <laughs> Wait till I take the title. Yeah. Then you go on this. But yeah, like, so I want to ask you a question, if you don't mind. No, I don't mind at all. What is it about having two men at the same time that drives you? Like, why is that a fantasy? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's uh, none of it's, I don't think any of it taps into like a submissive mindset. Because I can mm-hmm. get all of that from a dominant, like th- that just completely takes me off the charts. It's more on just the sexual kink level to be, there's a satisfaction in being just when you can imagine yourself being totally filled and stretched and used by two men at the same time. It's just <laughs> very, that that whole thought and that whole fantasy is very satisfying. Again, I won't say it's, I don't expect that it's any more grat- I don't think it's going to be something like, oh, I have to have that. It's going to be more gratifying than the best sex I ever have with my dominant, like, or that I have had, like that's off the charts, but mm-hmm. just getting a little, when, you know, if you want to go into the role play mindset and have, you know, that used dirty fuck hole, cum dumpster, 
<laughs> and just be able to dabble in that and play in that. I don't want to mm. live in that world, but be able to experience <clears throat> it. Right. That does it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, I've known women that have always, like they fantasized about DP and I'm like, okay, that's cool. I mean, you're like, you know, when you see it in videos and shit, you're like, wow, okay, maybe I'd like to try that too. Okay. Understand that that participating actress has been having two penises in her ass for a while. Yeah. Right. You didn't just and decide it, regardless of the fact that they say little schoolgirl gets DP'd. No. No. Okay. <laughs> that chick is 35 <laughs> fucking years old. Right. Okay. And she's been getting DP'd for about 15 years. Is she yes, sure? Right. Yeah. She's yeah. ready for it. Yeah. Okay. So when you think about things like that, and again, if you choose to do that with two regular men, that's a great way to fulfill that fantasy. Yeah. And be aware that if these guys haven't done it before that way, one of them may have some performance issues because he's used to being the guy that's in the dominant position, the primary hole, or calling the shots on how it goes, whatever. Now you got some other dude that he's like, hey, I want to hit it too. Or I want to turn her around because, you know, I want the other side. He's like, well, I'm not done on this side. Well, too fucking bad. I'm flipping her. So whoever's the more dominant guy is going to really rule it. Yeah. Whereas if you have that with two dominant men, you're not really going to have too much of a choice as to what goes on. Yeah. You're just going to take it. Might yeah. not be a bad thing, though. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> I mean, yeah. My, I mean, my, uh, I like a lot of kinky twisted stuff. You know, I mean, I really do. Good. Um, don't let this like PTA like look for, like fool oh, you. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> Listen, I learned a long time ago that the librarian is usually the kinkiest chick in the building. That's right. That's I call myself okay. like I'm just the girl next door. Like I have that girl next door, you know, like I know a few of those. You wouldn't think and Or the babysitter. But yeah, but there it is. Like I like this crazy, raunchy, fun, exploratory stuff. And beautiful thing. I just want to start, like, there's some things like it's interesting. Like I said, there's some things that are bucket list items. Like I could do that. And then that's good. I, I don't believe that's going to be ongoing, but what I did stumble across in all this exploration is the BDSM. I'm like, Oh, see, I'm a submissive. And I just didn't know it. Like I couldn't get, I couldn't put all these mismatched pieces together until I mm. got with a real dominant. I was like, there it is. That's why. Right. Okay. Like, no wonder. Yes. No, I mean, like, no, it was light bulb moments. Like, oh, yeah. this is why yeah. all that stuff never worked out with that guy. And this, this is why I was, wasn't satisfied. Like, it was just, it was yeah. this close, but there was something missing. And boom, you know, everything made sense. Okay. So I have two final questions. One, just I, what I want to know is, what is your hope for this BDM lifestyle? The last thing is just, where can people find you? Okay. What is my hope for this BDM lifestyle? Yeah. That one day I will find all, all from infinity stones and change this shit. No, I think that if we, those of us that are purists, that are truly immersed in the lifestyle, take a little bit more social responsibility, we can begin, albeit slowly, to educate those who truly want to become integral to the lifestyle. And I think that exponentially that'll spread so that we can then 
regain the positivity that the lifestyle had at one point. I think the biggest mistake we made was bringing it out of the darkness. I think we should have always kept it in the darkness. It should never have been brought to light. It should have been like a members only club. Woo! And it would have stayed, it would have stayed pure. Well, who would have and been we the wouldn't final? have the face. I mean, that members only, like who would have been the final member? Like if, if you have it in the Well, door. it's by introduction only. That's how it was when it first started. Yeah. It's like by introduction, like if you're a sub and you're talking to your girlfriend, she's like, oh, I saw this porno the other day and this girl's getting choked. And I always wonder what that's like, like whatever. So then your friend would be like, well, you know what? I go to this club. You want to come with me one day? And then she'll bring you along and you're there. And if it's for you and you get excited and you're interested, maybe introduce you to a couple of friends. And little by little, you get invited to shit and you get invited to more and get invited to one. And eventually you'll be approached and then you, you'll get vetted by hosts, usually yeah. vet people. And then from there, introductions are made. Well, you know, I, I can introduce you to this guy. He's a really good guy. You know, this is the type of dominant he is, whatever, whatever. And that introduction is made. And then that's where the conversation begins and so on and so forth. That's how it was at the beginning. I mean, at least here in New York where I'm at. Yeah. That's how it was. You got introduced. You were introduced to it. You were brought to the lifestyle. You didn't just jump in with both feet and say, hey, I'm here to party. That, that, that didn't go down like that. Yeah. You know, nowadays, anybody can make a fucking page on Instagram and all of a sudden they're, you yes, know, they're sir. part of the lifestyle. Yeah. Like, no, you're not fucking part of the lifestyle. You got an Instagram page, bro. Like, where have you been? Where have you gone? Where, where have you done anything? Have this you been was around event? before Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Get out of here. This is so, like a, yeah, I think yeah. bringing it out of the darkness was was an error in judgment. I'm glad that it's introduced enlightenment to a lot more people because it was exposed more. So more people got the ability to kind of reason through like, oh, no wonder I'm this way because this is what I am. But it's a double-edged sword. Then you got the other guys go, oh. I want to get some of that. I want to tap that ass. So I'm going to say, what does she need? Dom that does what? Wait, I got that. I'm going to go do that and go be that Dom for her because that's all you want to do is tap that ass. You don't want to be a dominant. That's a lot of responsibility. And the second question was what again? What's the second question? Oh, I just, no, I I said, what are your hopes for the BDSM lifestyle and where can people find you? Oh. (laughs) Do you not want to say? (laughs) Invite only. On a dark desert highway. No, cool kidding. wind in, uh, my wind head. in my head. <laughs> <laughs> if I had but yeah, no, I'm on Instagram, Legendary Wolf. Can well, because you there. can just decide whether or not you want people in there or not. But. Yeah, I don't, my page is private. If you look sketchy, I automatically deny you. Yeah. And I see you first, always. So if you request me, understand I'm going to request you back. Yeah. If you don't accept me, I give you two days. Yeah. After 48 hours, I delete your ass. It's okay. Over. Okay. So what's so uh-huh. get give me the it's it's legendary wolf. Legendary wolf. Instagram handle. That's it. Okay. Instagram, yes. Yeah. Well, I need to I'm gonna request you. Please do. Okay. <laughs> and sir Inc., where can we find you? Well, let me answer the first question because I think your audience knows where to find me. Yeah. Well, but, we're gonna okay, we'll repeat it for them again, but yes. Please but, I'm sorry. My, yes. Let's answer the first question, which is just what are your hopes for the BDSM lifestyle? My hopes is that it does go back to being more exclusive. My hope is to actually create a community. And this is what Wolf and I discussed on my last podcast with I him. I heard that. I know. What we need to get back. I That's why I'm my, asking this. Yeah. I want to create my own community and by invite only. And yep. 
it does need to be dragged back to the darkness mm-hmm. because it's too watered down. We need to shake the tree up and, and get the bad fruit out. So for me, I, I would love to see people, and my hope would be that people would invest more in the educational part and being themselves part so the whole lifestyle could be better. But that doesn't happen with what when you water it all the way down. So I would like to see the you people who really want to learn, who really want to practice it, get together and fall to the and go to the side of what we see on social media. Yeah. That would be my hope is that the true ones weed out the bad ones and we go back into the darkness, as Wolf said. That is truly what I think needs to happen. I wanna have I want to create a small community. And as I told you, and Wolf, I don't think I've just discussed this with you, but I actually attended an online play party a few Sundays ago. And it was very interesting that it was in this arcade form and you had an avatar that walked around this little town and every little place you went into at a different time, they had a schedule, had a different practitioner. And oh. it actually, it was it's a leather, it was actually a leather coalition. Nice. So different, yeah, so different houses. And it's and it's a POC leather court. So nice. it's a, it's a community of people from Europe, America, and several different places, blacks, whites, Asians, and others. And you go in a room and you have some people reading exotic poetry or stories, and then you go in another room, you had a, a bingo game going, and then like just putting different, um, putting different clothespins on a guy, this woman, this couple, and then you had another room where they did needle play, and you got to see one of the practitioners of a leather house do needle play on her, on her sub. Another room, a guy displayed how to do spankings properly with a paddle and with different things. You had another room where they did drumming on this woman, you know, to different beats and stuff like that, and just a lot of conversation, and it happened over the course of like, it started here like five in the afternoon, but it ended at like 12, one o'clock in the morning. It was really good. And so, but to be a part of this, you had to buy a ticket. You had to sign a non-disclosure agreement. It was really nice. And this is what I want to be more immersed in. I want to be more with those people than the people that's just on Facebook creating pages. And you have to try to regulate or over-explain what things are. When people can, if they're serious, they can attend things like this and not be creeps and record shit. That's part of the non-disclosure agreement. And actually, here's here's how it was. You sign, you pay for your ticket, you get the non-disclosure agreement. Then when you go to the party, you go on a Zoom first and have to show your ID. And then mm. once you show your ID, then you get the code to get to the party. So it's totally, it was really dope. Totally accountable. You can have your camera on, you can have your camera off. And one of the things that they were impressed with me is that I had my sub here and I paid for both of us to be in it. Some mm-hmm. people had to draw off, but then they would have other people watching it too. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to do I'll, because it's part of a fundraiser that they want right. to create on a platform like this going forward that people can have their own events on. So this is where I want to go. I want to be around more people like this. So my hopes is that we have more communities like this that we can all roll together and support one another and do it in a healthy, man, a, a, a safe, sane, and consensual way and not this recklessness that we're seeing. Right. Yeah. That's the plan. That's the plan. 
that's the plan. That's the plan. So Wolf and I are going to get together and start some plans down to do our thing. Good. And build that foundation. Yes. Get that foundation. We need it. We need yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that BDSM will fall out of the mainstream after a while because it's just a hot thing right now. But it'll fall out. And when it falls back into the darkness, that's when we'll be able to really get things going and really get the real people together and get things going. Well, so here's my hope for the BDSM community. I just hope that people can find, and first of all, for I want to thank both of you for the time that you took on a Friday night while we're, you know, cheers, cheers. <laughs> thank you guys. Like for spending your Friday night with me and my audience to bring education to this, to a subject that's very important to me, that's pivotal to me. And I want to be able to bring just good, solid information and resources to people that listen to me. And you guys are key in that. So thank you very much. And then for me, what I hope is that people that, whether you're new or super experienced, that you can find your lane in this and that you know that there's just, it's not one way. There's not, you know, like you said, we, there's so many different aspects and levels, levels to this, but I hope that people that are, that this truly speaks to, and that this resonates with can find their lane and that can also, while they're doing that, weed out the people that are just not for them and that aren't really genuine about this BDSM lifestyle. And so I hope that listening to you guys and where you're coming from resonates with them and they it'll help them differentiate to yes they're on the right path with somebody or no they're on the wrong path and i I just want to thank you guys so much for your wisdom wisdom and expertise and taking the time to be on this show and most welcome yes thank you so much and but sir inky just say out one more time i know wolf said where everybody can find him where can they find you R-I-N-Q on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm not so much on Twitter, but Twitter and uh, kingspace.net. Great. All right. Thank you guys so much. And everybody, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.